Hello everybody, you're all very welcome to The Big Review Ski. My name is Owen Doherty and thanks again for listening in. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell everybody that it's amazing, even if you don't think it is. Um, today's episode is uh, a conversation I had a couple of months back, was it a couple of months at this stage? Obviously the cinemas have been shut. Um, it's the director of Saint Maud, uh, a brand new film that's coming to Irish cinemas on Friday the 4th of December. Uh, and I was lucky enough to sit down on a Zoom call with the director, Rose Glass. It's her first ever, she's not actually like a Rose Glass, you know, like in Beauty and the Beast, you know, the, the bit of glass that goes over the road. She's a real life human person who can do stuff like make amazing films. And Saint Maud is her featured directorial debut. And it's it's amazing. It's so good. It's genuinely one of the best films of 2020. Um, so again, if you do get a chance to go and see this, uh, this will 100% uh, 100% be worth your time. Um, so yeah, Rose Glass, as I said, it's her first film. It's the story of a young girl played by Morford Clark, a young woman who is a hospice nurse, and she's been tasked with looking after um, basically a sick patient, uh, a lady played by Jennifer Ella, who used to be a dancer. And uh, so she needs full-time care. And Morfitt Clark, uh, the mod of the title, comes into her life to look after. Now, the thing with Maud is she's recently converted to, she's recently become a Catholic, and she's taken her faith <laughs> slightly serious. And so there's this fine line throughout the film of whether she's a little bit mad or is she actually a martyr who believes that she can talk to and communicate uh, with God and that God acts through her as well. So it's a really chilling story that's scary in places. Uh, it's about possession. It's about obsession. And it also it's also really funny in places as well. So it's a real mixture of, uh, as you'll hear Rose say in the interview, it's got something for everybody. Um, this is not for kids, though. This is not a family-friendly film in any way. But if you love a good scare or if you love a good chiller and thriller, then this is one you should definitely, definitely check out. Um, we expect big things from Rose Glass in the future um, because, yeah, if she's starting off like this, then she is destined for uh, great things. And Morford Clark, who plays the, the lead role um, of Maud, just an excellent, excellent young uh, Welsh actress. And she is currently in New Zealand, New Zealand filming uh, the new Lord of the Rings uh, TV series for Amazon. So uh, she's going to be uh, doing some brilliant things as well. So yeah, St. Maud, as I said, coming out in cinemas on Friday the 4th of December and highly, highly recommended. One of the most um, excellent films of the year so far. I know there's only been about eight released that you could actually go and see in the cinema, but between all the home releases and video on demand and everything else as well, this is 100% uh, worth your time. And this is coming from me, don't forget, who's an absolute wuss when it comes to horror. So uh, yes, maybe I did watch this with the curtains open and the lights on and my mommy on speed tight, but I don't care. Enjoy the interview. I'll see you next time. Hi, are you Maud? Yes. Dear God, it takes nothing special to mop up after the decrepit and the dying. Can you feel that? Yep, yep, yep. But to save a soul, that's quite something. 
Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? It's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. He's just there. He's everywhere. Maud is looking out for me, you see. To save my soul, if I understand correctly. Hello, Rose. It's lovely to see you today. How are you? Very good, thanks. How are good you doing? Good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm grand, thanks. I'm, I'm coping. Um, wh- whereabouts in the world do we find you today? Uh, in Hackney, in London, in, in my office. Okay, well, we're not, we're not too far. Raining outside, yes. Yeah, it's actually, it's lovely and sunny here in Ireland today. Like, so, so we'll try and we'll push that it's over towards there. you. I know, sorry about I'll that. So cut um, congratulations, first of all, on St. Maud. I'm still uh, reeling, saw it a couple of days ago, so I'm still having a kind of my own little nervous oh, outbreaks nice. anyway. So thanks for right. those. Um, to hear it. <laughs> I was just wondering, first of all, have you ever Googled your own name? Uh, yeah, because so, I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. But I'm quite glad. I've, I discovered quite early on I've got two nouns for a name, so it's mostly kind of glasses and roses that come up this is it it's nine related stuff because like ahead which i'm really pleased about which is good (laughs) because i was i was obviously going to do a bit of research ahead of talking to you and then every time (laughs) i go to nothing there's nothing there you're like you're a blank blank slate on the internet but it was uh yeah lots of rosé glasses and then also lots of beauty in the beast related stuff as well oh yeah uh, from the rose glass as well i haven't done a deep dive i sort of like (laughs) saw good there's nothing okay great and then kind of back back to my life but i think saint maud is going to change all that so i don't know that that, that's a good thing or a bad thing for you well i mean i'm uh, yeah hopefully the film I'm, i'm very happy for the film to get lots of google hits um I'll stay in the background. <laughs> yeah. Now, you've been talking about the film for uh, such a long time, it seems now. Uh, yeah. It premiered over around a year Last ago. September. Yeah, just over a year ago, I think now. Yeah. So how are, you, how are you feeling now about the film? You know, do you still feel fresh when you... Good. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, like now it's sort of all kind of kicking off again. It, it does. It, it's kind of like, oh, shit, yeah, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that to me it sort of felt like it all happened already because the whole thing of like finishing the film and doing festivals and um all this kind of thing and doing a bit of press back then that sort of already feels like the big crazy thing that's happened I keep I keep sort of forgetting that like the main bit hasn't actually happened yet um but I think like I walked past a a cinema near me here in Hackney and like there was just St Maud stuff all over the front and that was um that was a bit of a reality check so that was um yeah it's all very deeply weird and well exciting deeply weird and exciting yeah yes. that's life basically um so whenever uh you have been talking about it such a long time now have you have you perfected what's your description of the film because i was saying you think people, i would have done don't you, <laughs> you but, i would have that's why i asked know, the question I, I absolutely have i've kind of got i can spiel off kind of the the premise and then i'm always just a bit like like, like she wants to save amanda's soul before she dies and she tries to do that and it goes wrong and that's kind of all of yeah so no I'm still quite bad at all of this um, well no that that sounds like a a good description to me but even in terms of tone because obviously I find it it's creepy it's scary but it's also it's funny in places as well I know I keep sounding like I'm just trying to be like it's got it all it's kind of it's about this but it's still fun and scary and all the the um I think I don't know I I what I come to now is basically 
I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I think when you're writing stuff, it's such like a gradual drawn out process. You're just kind of like, it's only afterwards you can analyze anything. Um, but yeah, I, I think the kind of films that I've always enjoyed watching tend to have been sort of a bit like someone like grabbing you and shaking a bit, you a bit and tapping into sort of like the weirder, more messed up um, sides of life. So I guess I've just tried to sort of make a film that I thought I'd like to watch. Um, and I've got a short attention span and I like messed up stuff. So I guess the film's a bit like, and then well, so within that really like sort of like profound and like about things. Um, <laughs> I definitely got the mixture of the profound and the sub 90 minutes and the, and the scares. And yeah, the profound and the profane. Yeah. Because normally I'm rubbish at horror. I love the torture. But yeah. I also love uh, the curtain. You love the torture, like the, of watching it. Oh right, good. Watching okay. it, <laughs> but then not personally. But then, uh, but also the sun shining and the curtains open and watching it in the middle of the day as well. Yeah, but exactly. like, do you do you love? And I know it's going to be different this time around with the release. But is there a certain sense of like, are you happy whenever you've scared people and, and creeped people out in that way? Whenever yeah, definitely. It? It's. It's, I'm very pleasantly surprised whenever, I mean, because to be honest, the, like the jump scares, it's not like a jump heavy film. I like to think we sort of um, make the most of them. But I, I'd always done, most of my shorts tended to have been a bit sort of creepy and, and odd, but um, they weren't sort of horror. And I think some of this, the more sort of like classic horror beats in the film were the things I was most nervous about pulling off because so much of it just comes down to like sort of timing it. It's quite sort of technical. And so like seeing a jump scare, like really work in, in an audience for the first time, you're kind of, yeah, it's very, very cool feeling. You're like, yeah, oh, yes, I'm, I'm God. <laughs> directors just have God complexes really. So I'm just, just being a bit and right, honest and right, about it. Right, rightly so you are the honest one. Yeah, because there was a particular moment I thought, I was like, I'm coping, I'm fine. Everything is going fine for yeah. me here. And then, as you said, there was a particular moment uh, between Jennifer uh, and Morfid. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Cause yeah, it's, like, it's like a th on the end, it's a bit more like Morfid. Morfid. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a particular moment, which you well know towards the end, that completely... That, yeah. I think that's the reason I'm, I'm still reading. So that was perfected anyway. So congratulations. I'm on very that. glad to hear it. <laughs> I think I more was, of it. I don't know if you spoke. Do you, I don't know if you spoke to her as well, but she um she's quite because when in person she's just very kind of like sweet and like bah, 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 um in in a great way. And she and she was saying, oh, I didn't realize I could be scary. <laughs> full-grown men being frightened of me excited oh <laughs> terrified like from the first from the first frame basically i think both of us are just like oh great lovely <laughs> i'm i'm wondering uh obviously i you know raised irish catholic and we're obviously dealing with a lot of shame issues over here and the, like oh. the religious you know part of the film and like i'm not religious personally no yeah. in any way i've moved away from all that but i'm wondering do you love that ambiguity of is she mad? Is she a martyr? And kind of playing with the audience. Yeah, de definitely. I mean, yeah, it's, um, the, I, I always wanted the film to kind of work on two levels and in a way, depending on how you're inclined faith-wise or whatever, I guess you can interpret it different ways. Although I think by the end, it's fairly clear which, which side I come down on. But um, yes, I mean, I think one of the things that sort of interested me a bit and, it, you know, it's deliberately done kind of provocatively is sort of the kind of, I guess the sort of Venn diagram crossover between sort of, um, faith and delusion or psychosis, I guess, which obviously is separate things, but I'm interested. I, I find the, the connection between the two interesting. And I guess I sort of want, I, you know, someone, I, I was thinking about Joan of Arc quite a bit when I was writing it and sort of doing a bit of research into, into her. And it's, 
I found it interesting that apparently some psychologists now believe that she might have suffered from this particular kind of epilepsy, um, which in which case, and in that instance, seizures are sort of accompanied by these really intense hallucinations and sort of feelings of kind of ecstasy. And, you know, they made, they in, in hindsight, it's like maybe this, the reason this young woman was able to kind of have the conviction to lead armies and whatever, maybe it wasn't because God was talking to her, maybe it's because she had this weird specific kind of epilepsy. Um, depending on how you look at it, I guess, and what era it's happening in. But the process that's going, the experience that's going on in the person's head is still the same. You know, she's, it's, um, it's just sort of how you interpret it. So I, I always wanted Maud's journey in a way to, to sort of put the audience in the shoes of somebody who, who really, as far as they're concerned, is absolutely unambiguously going through some kind of um, sacred relationship with God and on a mission. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, the, the sort of, and then obviously it taps into kind of the dangers of what happens when people sort of get to a level of alienation where they're sort of, where their inner reality is so far removed from, from people around them. Um, it's dangerous when people feel adrift, I guess, and turn to other th- things. Um, yes. Definitely. No, definitely. I'm, I'm wondering, um, obviously, you've had a lot of time to process your own film and then maybe have a think about what's next. I'm wondering, have you anything exciting planned for after St. Maud? Going next, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm writing at the moment. I'm sort of uh, got a, a few things sort of in very early, vague stages of development. One's kind of a bit further along, which I'm co-writing with um, with a friend who's usually on the desk behind me. Um, and that hopefully we might shoot next year in America, if the world hasn't ended, I'm not sure. Uh, and I can't say much about it, but they're all, yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be fine. Okay, no problem. It was nice of your friend to to depart the premises for the day anyway. No, just before I did all these interviews, I was kind of like, oh no, but it's like her stuff in the background. It's like, oh, um, anyway, she's much tidier than I am, but... Well, it's looking lovely there. Well, listen, Rose, I look forward to uh, Googling you in the future and finding out what those next top secret projects are anyway. Um, But congratulations again on St. Maud and thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Really nice to talk to you. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you, Rose. Maud, he isn't real. This is life and death on another level. Oh, yes, of course. Never waste your pain. Never waste your pain.